When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Steelers boast plenty of craft firepower to reload for 2023. The only question is how they'll use it. Welcome to the Steelers update from Pen Live, where we keep track of all things Steelers so you don't have to. This is John Lucy reporting. The Steelers don't rebuild, they reload. At least that's what owner Art Rooney II loves to say. This year, it might even be true. That's because Pittsburgh is loaded with plenty of draft firepower to execute on a variety of team-changing trades and other moves aimed at remaking the 2023 roster. As GM Omar Khan eyes his first-ever draft at the helm, he's extolling a flood of fresh ideas in the remade GM office and the maximum flexibility afforded by holding three draft picks in the top 50. He's promising all of Pittsburgh that he won't hold back. But above all, Khan must not swing and miss when it comes to landing top talent capable of moving the Steelers to the next level. That being the NFL playoffs where Pittsburgh is suffering from a six-year drought and counting without a postseason win. Khan assures us that the talent is there in this draft, and whatever moves the Steelers make, they'll land the players they need. Quote, this is a really good draft, Khan gushed during comments to reporters at this week's league meetings in Arizona. Quote, I'm very fortunate. My first draft is really good. So I love the idea of having a lot of picks. But all options are on the table. Obviously, if there's an opportunity to try and trade up and get a player that we think is going to be an impact player and can help us right away or be a good longtime stealer, we're going to evaluate it. All options are on the table, unquote. Yeah, but what does that really mean? More importantly, what position? And which players will Pittsburgh target with that trio of picks that could use to be to trade up or to trade down? For example, the Steelers could easily vault into the top 10 of this draft by offering up the 32nd pick they secured from the Bears in the Chase Claypool trade made during the 2022 season. That pick now sits at the very top of the second round. It's a key perch at the beginning of the draft's second day 
And that's when teams are reshuffling their draft boards and some coveted second-day players are in play right at the top of that second round. By contrast, the Steelers could choose to fall back, either from pick 17 or later from pick 32. Either move would enable the team to stock up on more draft selections, especially in the middle rounds where their current picks are thin, but the available talent should still be fat. As it stands right now, the Steelers hold seven draft picks, but they are front-loaded and back-loaded. Two are in the second round and two are in the seventh round, but the Steelers currently lack any picks in both the fifth and sixth round. Once again, a trade could help the Steelers stock up and balance out their draft haul. Of course, Khan and his second-in-command, Andy Weald, aren't saying what they may do or where all those fresh ideas swirling through the GM office will lead. Rest assured, however, this draft will be a change from the business-as-usual approach under previous longtime Steelers GM, Kevin Colbert. Among the changes we're already seeing and that are apparent under Khan is his intention to pay much closer attention to what other teams are up to in the draft. Colbert, you'll remember, was famous for for refusing to, quote, waste time holding mock drafts, attempting to predict what other teams might do and who they might pick. Instead, Colbert focused totally on solidifying the Steelers' own plans for every possible draft day scenario. Not so under Khan. While the Steelers still may not hold a 32-team mock draft within the GM office, they will be tuned in to the draft music wafting out from other draft war rooms during during the selection process. After all, knowing what other teams want and their intentions will help Khan and the Steelers properly value the draft firepower they hold when it comes to possible trades, either up or down. Khan said this, quote, We will be working hard at identifying other teams' needs and trying to figure out what they're doing. It's to our advantage to do that. We will be paying attention, unquote. As for the Steelers' top positional needs, that's also up for debate. Early on, it appeared Pittsburgh was intent on using a high first-round pick on a top tackle for the first time since 1996. The reasoning? Well, what could be more important than protecting Kenny Pickett's blindside? After all, the second-year quarterback is concussion-prone, and we need to safeguard the number one pick last year to get Pickett. I mean, it makes sense. A number one to protect another number one. But key free agency losses in the Steelers' secondary with the departures of top corner Cameron Sutton and five-year starter and former first-round safety Terrell Edmonds just may have changed that calculus. With the new blood in the GM office, anything is possible this year. And with the draft firepower the Steelers hold, landing top talent 
to take the team to the next level should be a sure thing for these Steelers. Anything less, Con Wield and all their fresh ideas will have failed miserably. We have much more on all the possible draft day machinations, the running debate on Pittsburgh's top positional needs, plus the free agency shopping list that still remains on the Steelers' docket. It's all in this GM-focused edition of your Steelers Update Podcast. Hey, and be sure to check out my print column first thing Thursday on Penn Live. It will be packed with plenty of memes bringing the 2023 Steelers draft debate to life and to laughs. Right now, let's get right to it. First up, it's a case of easy come, easy go. Or is it? Again, it might not be so easy to replace this piece of the Steelers 2023 puzzle. I'm talking about the story of five-year safety Terrell Edmonds, who walked away from the Steelers to join the Philly Eagles for a seemingly paltry one-year, $2.85 million deal. The Steelers wanted him, supposedly, but it sure doesn't seem like they tried very hard. Clearly, Edmonds wanted a fresh start. It leaves the Steelers with yet another hole in that secondary, yet Omar Khan doesn't sound too worried about it. Again, easy come, easy go. Here's what Khan said. Quote, it's free agency. In free agency, players have the ability to sign and make bank anywhere else. I don't know the exact details of his deal, unquote. In other words, a big shrug of the shoulder. The departure leaves with DeMonte Kazee and Minka Fitzpatrick at the safety position. Now the Steelers are going to look to free agency and or the draft for more depth. Or could Coach Mike Tomlin be hinting that Pittsburgh's free agency acquisition of Patrick Peterson wasn't intended to replace Cam Sutton at corner, but rather to plug him in at safety? He's hinting that way, but we'll see. It does sound interesting. Now back to the most popular pastime in Pittsburgh right about now, and that's figuring how and where the Steelers will aim all that draft firepower come April 27th in Kansas City. Here's betting the team's crosshairs will be fixed upon one of the blue-chip tackles in the top half of the draft. Hey, and I'm not the only one preaching tackle, tackle, tackle in the first round. Mark Caboli with The Athletic thinks it's very telling that the Steelers haven't addressed the tackle position in free agency as of yet. And it's probably not because they are satisfied or looking to stand pat with what they have to protect Kenny Pickett and his blind side. And this is despite what Coach Tomlin had to say, interestingly, during a side conversation with reporters at the league meetings this week. Here's Caboli reading the tea leaves and Tomlin's comment that he's comfortable with the Steelers standing at tackle as it is right now. Hmm, interesting. Well, Caboli writes this, quote, Happy is a dangerous word, Tomlin said with a grin. I'm comfortable, Coach added of his two starting tackles, his voice trailing off. Say what? 
Did Tomlin just say he was comfortable with arguably the two players who struggled the most last year for a 9-8 and team? Talking to a handful of local reporters on the lawn of the Arizona Biltmore Resort at the NFL annual meetings, Tomlin could have been using gamesmanship to suggest that he's fine with Dan Moore Jr. and Chuckus Okafor, allowing a better chance at landing one of the top three tackles in the upcoming draft. Could that be what, what Tomlin was doing? Maybe. But Caboli continues that Tomlin and the Steelers don't do that. They pretty much telegraph their thinking much of the time. Tomlin doesn't blow smoke when it comes to his players, which makes this comfortable comment all the more interesting, especially since the Steelers weren't comfortable with their depth at the offensive line position after a season in which their five starters played 99.2% of the snaps. Moore and Okafor had overall grades in the low 60s, according to Pro Football Focus grading of tackles last season. And they grade on every play, and you know, they know what they're talking about. Moore allowed seven sacks, Okafor three, but the inconsistencies were noticeable, especially with Moore, who has started 33 of 34 games since being drafted in 2021. Moore was called for nine penalties in 17 games. Steelers spent $72 million last offseason signing free agents Mason Cole and James Daniels and re-signing Okafor. This year, they spent $30 million on three free agents, bringing in Isaac Seminalu, Nate Herbig, and LaRaven Clark in free agency to that offensive line. Now, Seminalu is the clear star of this group. He can play at all five positions on the offensive line, and Tomlin tellingly refused to identify this early where their most expensive free agent will play. Said Tomlin of Seminalu, Quote, we respect his talent. Hmm. Could it be tackle for Samalu? Could that be the plan? Kaboli, uh, again, gives us some great stuff via The Athletic and some food for thought. Or should I say some draft day smoke to sort of cloud what the Steelers are up to at this all-important position to protect Kenny Pickett? Hmm. Well, even as all eyes turn to the draft and the Steelers' stash of top three, top 50 picks, GM Omar Khan says he's not done with free agency. And we have the great Jerry Dulac, senior Steelers scribe with the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, taking a look at what that might mean as the 2023 roster comes into sharper focus. Dulac writes this, quote, the most logical move in free agency would be finding someone to replace Terrell Edmonds. He's a former number one draft pick who just signed with the Eagles, as we noted. But the most intriguing acquisition would be bringing back outside linebacker Bud Dupree, again, a former number one pick in 2015, who was released by the Tennessee Titans for salary cap reasons. According to sources, Dupree will visit the Steelers in the coming weeks about a possible reunion, though nothing is eminent or definite. Edmonds' departure was surprising because he signed a one-year, $2 million deal 
that was less than the one-year $2.5 million deal he signed with the Steelers last year. Edmonds started 75 of 79 games in five seasons with the Steelers and had become a solid player in their defense, or so it appeared, unquote. Yeah, it, it didn't appear like the Steelers were um, all that interested in keeping Edmonds, despite what Omar Khan might have told the media about that. So what, what does Khan and the Steelers do in free agency to further advance and improve this roster? Of course, Khan isn't providing any specifics, and there's no detail on what positions they're going to be shopping for or even how many more players they plan to pull down off the shelf in free agency. The one thing we know, at least according to Khan, is there will be more, and that will make for some stiff competition in Steelers training camp in Latrobe this summer, and that's a good thing, a very good thing. And here's the key quote from Khan, as reported in Dulac's very insightful column. Quote, I don't think I want to put a number on it, Khan said of the Steelers, secret free agency shopping list that remains. But, quote, you know, a lot of those things will sort out in Latrobe, and we're not done yet, but I do feel good about the roster right now, and I love the competition that we're going to have at a lot of positions. We're just going to keep adding to it, unquote. Hey, there you go, Steelers Nation. The Steelers are in acquisition mode, and uh, they're going to keep adding in free agency. Who knows? Maybe right up until uh, camp opens. You never know. And the Steelers, of course, are well positioned for the draft with those picks and the possibility for trades up or down. All eyes now are on the new brain trust in the GM office. They're promising fresh ideas, being flexible, aggressive. Hey, that's good. There's going to be lots of fireworks to come. But they got to land top talent that advances this roster and removes that ugly, ugly, ugly playoff drought that's currently alive in Pittsburgh. For the first time in 50 years since Franco caught the Immaculate Reception, there hasn't been a drought this long. It's got to change, and it's got to start changing Thursday, April 27th in Kansas City when the Steelers will be on the clock. And of course, we're going to cover it all here. The rumors, the trades, the acquisitions, the free agency, and of course, the draft. All here on your Steelers Update Podcast. Sign up for the podcast wherever you get your audio. Get it fresh automatically every Wednesday afternoon. And be up on all the Steelers news. And of course, log on to penlive.com anytime for your real-time Steelers news.